0: there was a study done by the Harvard Business Review, and their study, they concluded with this statement. They said that rudeness in the workplace is rampant and on the rise. It was a 14-year study with thousands of employees relative to how they were being treated on the job. They were judged. Half of the people they found polled claimed that they were treated rudely at least one time every week. But what stands out really in this survey, they did the survey in 2013, the last survey they did was in 1998. And between these years, in a 15-year period, rudeness in the workplace doubled. Now remember, this study was done in 2013. That's, what, eight years ago? What if they did a study today about rudeness? It would have doubled again, or tripled again. We live in a society today that is filled with rudeness. But it may affect us in ways that we don't even know. I mean, we all know, we've all had someone be rude to us. We know that it can hurt us, it can wound us, it can anger us. But rudeness can affect us in ways we can't, See, for instance, new research in the medical community has found that rudeness or incivility may affect our health. When doctors spoke rudely to their staff, both accuracy and performance suffered. The medical teams exposed to this rude workplace demonstrated poor diagnostic and procedural performance. In other words, they messed up on our stuff. (laughs) The diagnostic tests, the procedural tests, because of this Black cloud of rudeness. These studies only confirm what we already know that rudeness is toxic in relationships. The New York Times declared in 2017 now that we are in the age of rudeness. And they're not kidding simple perusing of the uh, news channels, news media on any given day, and you will witness severe rudeness. Or they'll have a report on rudeness. We're witnessing incivility in our society, and it's coming unhinged. Political rudeness is nauseating. Culturally, it's upside down. We're living in a culture today that in many ways, north is south and south is north. Up is down and down is up. And the very framework of what has made us a great nation is in danger. It's in danger from deceit, guile, and fraud. So it's important this morning that we distinguish what is rude in society, and what is biblically rude. Because I I could walk up to a female and say, good morning, ma'am, and offend by calling a girl a girl, or a boy a boy. In this age, in this culture, that can be considered rude. So again... Things are upside down. So what we have to do is correctly identify, give understanding and definition to what is rude as far as God's laws, God's truths. We'll begin with our scripture this morning. In uh, 1 Corinthians 13. But as we go there, realizing again that uh, the Scripture simply says that love does not behave rudely. The agape love of God, the love that you have for your wife, the love that you have for your children, the love that you have for your husband, family love, Church love, Christian love, the house of God love, is agape love. And Paul says that in agape, when we are filled with the Spirit and the love of God is flowing through us, we will cease being rude to one another. Now, when the Bible addresses this issue of rudeness it does so not so much saying, don't be rude, though that's exactly what our passage says this morning, but rather the Bible addresses the flip side of rude. And that is kindness. The Bible instructs us over and over again about kindness. Now stay with me. Listen to these passages. Instead of Concentrating on the problem, it concentrates on the solution. Romans 12, 9 through 19. Don't just pretend to love others. Really love them. Hate what is wrong. Hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with a genuine affection. And take delight in honoring one another. Live in harmony with each other, and don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. And don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone can see that you're honorable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God, as the Scriptures say, I will take revenge and I will pay them back, says the Lord. Ephesians four thirty one 31-32 Get rid of all bitterness and rage, anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. And instead, be kind to each other, tender hearted forgiving one another just as God through Christ has forgiven you and there are a hundred other passages that I could read and you know that that relates to the way that we are to respond to each other and that we are to respond to the world being filled with the love of God don't be rude the love of God is not rude now I don't know about you, but you're looking at a guy that struggles in this area. Not that I am rude to people. I I go out of my way to try to be friendly. But when they're rude to me, it is so hard to turn the other cheek my first thought is, there's no way you're getting away with this. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Not now. Not with me. Not now. And before I know it, I've taken control of the situation and responded in kind. Now, from the passages that the scripture addresses this issue, I've come up with a plan of attack. And I have personally been implementing this plan of attack against rudeness. The love of God does not respond in rudeness in our home, at our workplace, wherever we go. Here's my plan of attack. We'll follow this outline. First of all is to reach out to people in kindness. Secondly is to respond to negative words with forgiveness. And then third is to receive God's blessing with joy. But first, reach out in kindness. We begin here because of a little passage tucked away in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 19, a says this, what is desired in a man is kindness. Now, hang with me. What is desired in a man, a mankind, is kindness. Now, a key word in this passage is, is des, the word desire, desired. What is desired in you? and me, is for people to treat us with kindness. It is a God-ordained, God-placed inner need that we have. Now, there are 17 different Hebrew words translated to this word desire or desired. And out of all of those 17 possibilities, the author chose this one word, And the word is defined, is desired, is that which the soul longs for. That which brings joy to our heart. In other words, the writer chose this word because it emphasizes need. Realize, folks, Responding in kindness, treating other people with kindness is not a a nicety. It is a necessity. It's not a nicety. It is a need in their lives and in our lives to respond with kindness to stop the rudeness in our world. God has placed in the hearts of everyone, this deep need for kindness. What you desire, what I desire, what is desired of the Lord. And that is why <clears throat> we must take hold of this truth. Because you and I meet people every day, and their hearts are crying out for kindness. Kindness. There are people that you work with. And they need so deeply for someone to respond to kindness. There are times in your own home when a soft answer, a kind word, when a step toward them in mercy and grace will fill their hearts and change their mood instantly. It's a need that God has placed in us. And we've been given the, we have been given the supernatural ability to love someone with that kind of kindness and mercy and help them along the way. The second point is to Respond in forgiveness. That is because not everyone that we give kindness to is going to respond back with kindness. Some people are just going to respond in rudeness, and that's just the way it is, they may be having a bad day. They may be going through difficult circumstances. Uh, somebody may have just said something to them, and despite the fact that we that we receive them in kindness, they respond to us negatively. And again, this is where we have problems, or at least this is where I have problems. But in Colossians 3, 12 through 14, we are told, Therefore as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, Uh uh-oh. Even as Christ has forgiven you, so you must also do. But above these things put on love, which is the bond of perfection. It is so easy to forget when we're out there that agape refuses to be rude, that the love of God that's in your heart that can fill you will not be rude, will not respond in rudeness. I promise that if we will put on these tender mercies, kindness, humility, long suffering, and release the complaint against the one who has rudely offended us because we remember that even as Christ has forgiven us, so we must also do. And whatever they did and whatever they said certainly pales in comparison to the cross. But then the best is yet to come. Number three to receive a blessing. Listen to this. First Peter 3, 8, and 9. If hey, listen, if you hadn't been listening so far, turn it, tune in right now. First Peter 3, 8, and 9. Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers, be tenderhearted, be courteous, not returning evil for evil, reviling for reviling. Reviling is rudeness, abuse. But on the contrary, respond in blessing, knowing that you were called to this, in order that, and here it is, here it is. Put on tender mercies. Be filled with the love of God. Respond in kindness. Respond in forgiveness. And here it is. So that we may receive a blessing. Amen. Amen. Knowing. And let me tell you. As I said earlier. I put these things into practice since I wrote this. Since God gave me this plan of action and it works because I'm thinking all along you respond to me in rudeness I'm going to walk I'm going to turn away smiling because God's going to bless me he's going to honor my response of love grace mercy and kindness even in the midst of rudeness some of you recognize the name Dizzy Dean. Dizzy Dean <clears throat> was a major league baseball player for uh, numerous years. He was a pitcher, and a wonderful pitcher at that. He has many records uh, to his, uh, attached to his name. He played for the Cubs, and then he played for the Cardinals, he, won, he was a four-time All-Star. He was the National League MVP. He led the league twice as a pitcher with most uh, wins. Four times he led the league with the most strikeouts. He was a World Series champion, and he's a member of the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, the highest honor that could be given to anyone. Dizzy Dean was quite the athlete, quite the ball player, quite the pitcher. But in 1937, when he was pitching in the All-Star game, the batter hit the ball back to him, and it hit Dizzy Dean on the foot, and it broke his toe. He went over to the dugout, and they said, you know, we, we can't, uh, you, you can't go out there. You put some pressure on your toes. He said, no, it's not that big a deal. So he went back out and continued to pitch. Within a year, he was completely out of baseball. And it wasn't so much that the toe was the problem, although that was the source. That the real problem came because Dizzy Dean had to change his wind up and his pitch. He had to change his mechanics because his toe was broken. And because he had to change his mechanics, he threw his arm out. And he was done. the career of a Hall of Fame baseball major league pitcher was ruined by a broken toe. You may be limping around this morning because you know that you have a tendency raise your hands like me if you do not really To respond unlovingly. And maybe there's someone in your life right now that you have been rude to, that you have offended, where there's an issue between you and them. And God would have you get that settled right now. Bring it before Him. Because some of you are tripping through life and the broken toe that is, that is ruining your plans is unforgiveness. Thank you for joining us for this Highland Sermon from Dr. Johnny Funderberg. If you live in the Clovis, New Mexico area, we'd love to have you join us one Sunday at 10 a.m. We are located at 2201 North Main Street in Clovis. For more information about our church, visit highlandclovis.com. And to let us know a little bit more about you, choose the Connect tab and click on our online visitor card. You can also submit your prayer requests under the Connect tab. Lastly, follow us on Facebook at hbc.clovis to keep up to date with our announcements, events, and online services.